Hello viewers, once again you're on to the Tradnet series with Christopher Mary Namdi Onwara. Happy Easter to you all and may the grace of the season be with you all and your families. In the year 1995, way back in Olo in the state of Enugu in the eastern part of Nigeria, my home country, our Lord appeared to a teenager by the name Barnabas Ngoi and appealed to him to help repropagate the devotion to his most precious blood. And one of those our Lord specifically mentioned by name to the visionary to help see to the repropagation of this devotion is my guest on this episode. He is the founder of the Marian Awareness Apostolate. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere, and I'll be right back. Okay, without wasting much of your time, let me introduce my guest. So I've got her, our brother, Patrick Mary Okay. On this episode, we are going to discuss a lot as regards the devotion to the most precious blood. We are solely promoting the traditional Latin mass, going back to tradition as our Lord has instructed us to do. And um, please kindly remember to subscribe on our YouTube channel and also download our mobile app, Tradnet by Christnet TV. We have our mobile app on the App Store and also on the Play Store. So please kindly download our mobile app, Tradnet by Christnet TV. So let's go straight and um, begin with our opening prayer. So Brother Patrick, please kindly help us, um, let's lead us in the opening prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Come Amen. Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. And enkindling them. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray, O Lord, who by the light of the Holy Ghost and instruct the hearts of the Holy of the faithful. Grant that by the same Holy Ghost we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Jesus Christ our Amen. Pate Noste, Quiescin Celis, Sanctificetum Nomentum, Adveniat Renuntum, Fiat Voluntas Tua, Sicut in Celo et in Terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalu. Amen. Our Lady Seat of Wisdom, pray for us. Our Lady Queen of the Precious Blood, pray for us. Pray for us. Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Please, our Brother Patrick, can you kindly... Um, let us know 
you more for those who do not know you and um the apostolate precious blood of jesus christ save us and the whole world that's our traditional greeting for the precious blood devotees that our lord gave to us that every time you say that some evil somewhere is you know disorganized and hell shakes particularly if you're already consecrated to the precious blood and you say most precious blood of jesus christ save us and the whole world you said hell shaking so that's the greeting we greet each other chris as you well know well we are members of the marian awareness apostolate an apostolate we started um around 1990 actually that's a long time ago our aim is actually to make mary known so that jesus can be better known as some of the marian saints will tell you if mary is better known jesus can be better known and served so our aim is to make mary known so that jesus can be properly served because she is the you know most conformed creature to the will of God and see she knows everything that God wants from his creatures. So we are consecrated to the Immaculate Heart to Mary. Now each one of our members have gone through the 33 day consecration to the Immaculate Heart. And this is the consecration for the remnants of the end times. If you notice the messages of Our Lady in Fatima in 1926, she said that God wants to uh, create a devotion to a Immaculate Heart. But she said that later on, that Immaculate Heart will be placed side by side with the Sacred Heart. So we now have a devotion to the United Hearts. At that point in time, she also said that it is true her Immaculate Heart that souls will have the light to see in the days of darkness, which are these days. So those who want to know what's happening spiritually and otherwise in the world, need to be consecrated to the Immaculate Heart to Mary because it's through this consecration they will have light to see in the days of darkness. And what does that mean? It means that anything that God wants us to know now, all the instructions that God wants will first be picked up and lived by Marians, those who are consecrated to her Immaculate Heart. And Louis Marine de Montfort talked about the cohort of Mary. These are the vibrant soldiers, the militant soldiers of Christ in the end times, those who are the children of Mary. And so if you want to know what's happening and you want your heart to be open to whatever God wants, you have to be consecrated to the Immaculate Heart to Mary. So that is why we understood firsthand the messages of the precious blood when they first came from Barnabas. And we got these messages around 1990s, 596-97 but you know we didn't actually start to do something about them until 1997 and when we got these messages it's a long story we don't want to go into all that but the apparitions of our lady in Iowa were the beginning of the pressure blood devotion although most devotees of the pressure blood do not even understand this that the apparitions of our lady in Iowa had a great foundation for the devotion of precious blood which later emerged from that area of nigeria so we were there from the start we got the precious blood messages from barnabas the first group in the world to do that 
because we had met the spiritual director, Father Honor, in Aokwe when all of us met at the apparitions of Our Lady in Aokwe. And we discussed and so on. And later on, when we met again at the Miriam Movement of Priests in Drak in Enugu, Eastern Nigeria, he now came to us and said some of what Our Lady had revealed to Christiana in Aokwe as a visionary were now coming out to a little boy in his parish who was now also talking about the messages of the end times, the three days darkness, chastisement, the sins of the world, and so on. And that they were tallying with what we had heard from Christiana in Aokwe. So that's how we started talking. And then he brought the pressure blood devotion messages, which were then just 32 pages of photocopy. And he says to me, Patrick, go and see what you can do with this. So we got those 32 messages, I mean, 32 pages of photocopied messages, and we just went to town with it. That's how the pressure blood started. And all this time, we hadn't actually met the visionary. We did not get to meet the visionary until the 7th of August, 1999, almost three years after we had started propagating the pressure blood devotion. We had done the chaplet, we had done, you know, the prayer book, we had brought the picture that you see today by the pressure blood as worldwide came from us, Marian Awareness. The, the emblem of the pressure blood came from us, Marian Awareness. We were the first to make the first agonizing crucifix for the devotion. The consecration prayer to the pressure blood came from us. It didn't come from the visionary because immediately we heard about the pressure blood we started doing some homework on the pressure blood devotion in the church. And we came across the consecration prayer to the pressure blood, which was given to Maria Rosa Mystical Group in Germany independently. So we had been saying that consecration prayer to the pressure blood when the pressure blood um, devotion came. So as we're putting together the prayer, we said, what would be a nice prayer to end this thing with? And now we we saw that uh, consecration prayer in the Rosa Mystica book, and we just put it there. Later on, our Lord was to tell the visionary that that was the prayer to be used as a consecration to pressure blood, which is now used all over the world. So we're right there, beginning, beginning of the pressure blood. We're private to all the messages, the visionary. We were together most of the time. Of course, he was a little boy, and he didn't understand much. So we discussed the messages and from the little we already knew about the messages of Our Lady over the years, we were able to discuss and put him through some, you know, things at the beginning when things were still normal, you know, then the rest is story. Depends on now what you want to know more. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember deeply because I know the first time you and I met when I came over to your place was actually early, that was towards early, around 1999, actually. That same time was when we met and uh, you you actually introduced this devotion to me for the first time. You know, you introduced it to me, even though I never took it seriously at that beginning. But as God will have it, they say, if God has destined that you must go through this route, you have to, you have no choice. Yes. So and here I we are today. We have tried. So yeah. So um, further, 
as regards the as regards the uh, the messages and our Lord's appeal to the visionary. Yes. Um. Yeah. Has has this um has this appeal been fully carried out? Has um have have have, have they been fully propagated? I know the devotion to a large extent has been, you know, propagated to a large extent. It's almost all over in many parts of the world now. But as regards the message and the reason why our Lord called us to this devotion, has um, the appeal, you know, uh, is, has, has it been met? Well, to start with, our Lord himself was the one who told the visionary, although he, he doesn't make it public, and our Lord told him, the devotion is spreading, but the spirit is not. That the devotion as a prayer is spreading, but the spirit is not. It's not. You understand? So if that goes to, you know, is to answer your question. Yeah, the devotion is spreading, but the reason our Lord gave the devotion has been killed because the people who are handling it now are so afraid of everybody and all the messages, most of it have been abandoned. You know, everybody talks about the pressure blood uh, devotion, which is a, an excellent devotion, but they forget the reason our Lord gave it to us. You know, he said to us, I can read to you something from the, the, the messages, what our Lord said, that one of the reasons he gave the pressure blood devotion. First of all, he said to the visionary on the 19th of May 2000, because all the negligence started quite early immediately people started to hear about the devotion and large crowds began, began to congregate and many things started to happen so on the 19th of may 2000 our lord said this with coldness and mindlessness you slapped me as a reward for all my benevolent acts towards you and all men i'm overburdened whenever i remember they are still far from the light you reply me with a bitter slap. My chosen, have you sent my messages and this devotion to those I appeal to you? You are waiting for the evil man to lock the door before you knock. Verily, I said to you, very soon it will be too late. My chosen, have you made the crucifix I appeal to you too? Son, see how you slap me. Now, that was much earlier on. In fact, because of that message, our Lord in fact, cancel the first the first reparation program that he gave us in Olu, which was early 2000, January 2000. We all got to, to Meziowa, and our Lord was not happy, and he canceled the entire program because he said the visionary was disobedient. Why? Because the crucifix he had, you know, asked to be made, which is what you have now. We have one on my neck. You know, we have the bigger one, the small one, and so on. I'm coming to that later. That was not made. Then our Lord also said, Son, I recall with tears the terrible illness of the tradition in my church, which is far being replaced by the modernism of your days. I am leading my warriors to fight the red dragon, the beast and his agents. I'm leading my warriors to fight the cosmic powers of this dark age and give light to the world. I am leading my warriors to fight the rulers and powers of darkness in these ungodly days. 
I'm leading my warriors to fight the communists and their agents in my holy church. Children, I'm leading my warriors to fight against the modernist powers and their heresies. I'm leading them to the war front to give them victory. I'm leading them to usher in the new era of peace. I firmly promise to give them victory. So you can see from those two, first, our Lord talks about the need for the return to tradition. In fact, he said that the traditional mass and the pressure blood devotion are twin brothers, that you cannot practice the true pressure blood devotion without the traditional mass. So earlier we told the people that please, our Lord wants the pressure blood to stand and promote the traditional mass. This is the only mass that is pleasing to heaven, is the mass of the saints. This is the mass that made the saints. And our Lord said so, so many times in the pressure blood devotion, but they misinterpreted everything to say, well, you know, our Lord is not saying we should do it now. In fact, our Lord said in the Holy Land, there should be a chapel built for the pressure blood. And they said, no, you know, for, for the traditional mass. And they said, no, you know, we can't do that yet. You know, all kinds of excuses disobedience right from the start. So we're not surprised that the ultimate of it all, the desecration of Jesus in the Eucharist, which is communion in the hand, our Lord gave a message which is called the, the weapon of mass destruction, where he said that communion in the hand is the weapon of mass destruction. And he gave a whole message on that, you know, and said to the visionary that this message must be sent to every diocese in the world. Every diocese. That was in 2002. So in by 2003, this message was supposed to be sent to every diocese in the world. Now today, it's so sad to see that members of the pressure blood devotion receive communion in their hand. And they say, well, you know, holy obedience. You know, Satan gave them a slogan called holy obedience. Where exactly. they say, well, you know, a lot wants them to obey the church. You know, you do. And then they said the, 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 the most, you know, ridiculous thing I've ever heard was to say that, oh, don't worry. Just do the thing after you consult Jesus in your heart. You know. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes, you just walk <laughs> and take it do anything or oh, don't cause scandal in the church. Don't cause scandal. You have to scandal when you refuse to receive communion from reverend sisters, from those whose hands are not consecrated to touch the host. Oh, you, you be causing scandal. Just receive it. Then console Jesus in your heart. You know, so many ridiculous, parochial things that, you know, just it's sometimes it's, it's mind-boggling to see that a Lord would be telling you something straight and then they use their sense to twist everything upside down. Now they have an excuse for receiving communion in the hand. Oh, they say, oh, no, it's really not your hand that matters. It's the state of your soul. And if you receive communion and it is not in the hand, it won't send you to hell. It's the state of your soul that matters. Jesus said, communion in the hand the sacrilege of all sacrileges that it was invented by Satan on the feast of Christ the King in America. Do you understand? So 
uh, these are the excuses they, they give now. So to answer your question, Christopher, to be honest, the precious blood has not, has not carried out the mission for which our Lord gave it. Yes, everybody is saying the prayer, most precious blood of Jesus Christ save us and the whole world, but no one is carrying out the spirit of the precious blood. In fact, in Nigeria, we were told recently by some holy people when our Lord was so disappointed, he said that if Nigerians had stuck through the visionary to the pressure blow, what's happening now wouldn't be happening. All these killings, kidnapping, and so on. Because if you look at the messages of 2000 given to the visionary, our Lord foretold all these things. And he said it that if, if all these desecrations are, are carried on in Nigeria, this would happen. That would happen. Banditry, kidnapping, all this stuff. Even and said it's, it's happening right now. Exactly. And he says it's because the pressure blood visionary did not carry out what he asked him to do. You understand? And much worse is coming if all these things are not done. Because Jesus said, I'm giving you this devotion to go and fight the occultists in my church, to go and fight the Freemasons, the communists who have taken over my church. He didn't say, go and do holy obedience. You know, but at the slightest opposition and persecution, everybody ran off. I said, oh, holy obedience. So we says to them, if our Lord wanted holy obedience, why did he come and give messages at all? Because we're already following what everybody was doing. So he should have just left us the way we are. Why would he come and give all these messages if we are to do holy obedience? Obedience in all things but sin. You know, you understand. Pope Felix said, said that even if a pope follows, you know, policies that are contrary to the tradition and teaching of the church, he cannot be obeyed. St. Thomas Aquinas said that it's not always that you should obey superiors because superiors sometimes command things that are sinful, so therefore they cannot be obeyed all the time. You, you know yeah, what about, I'm Yeah, but even the pressure blood message has a particular message. I cannot remember the date now. A particular yeah. message where our Lord talked about false obedience too, where exactly. he said, where he said, if if it leads you not to do my will, then do not obey. Exactly. And that That's message our Lord, our Lord made it clear. He said, if provided, if maybe it was just a, you know, a things that had to do with you being restricted from carrying out some part of your some part of a propagation of the of your evangelization work okay maybe such you can say okay you are obeying maybe like for instance like a uh, padre pio was uh at uh, at some point in his uh life was a kind of a stop from saying the mass maybe but not when it comes to things that you know is exactly against things that when you decide no, uh, when you decide not to follow our Lord's instruction, it will actually lead to total, you know, diso disobedience of our Lord's commands. Our Lord made it clear in that message. Unfortunately, I can't remember, remember the date of the message itself. The of perfect purity. The lessons yeah. that the Lord gave on the rules of perfect purity, one of which is on obedience. He calls it the black petal of obedience. Now, he says, if you are given instruction from a hierarchy and it's from the line of truth and the light of the truth of the faith, you must obey. Exactly. But when, um, 
But when it comes from untruth and something which is contrary to the faith, you must not obey. And then you call the black petal of obedience, obedience that you do out of fear. You know, you say, well, if I don't do this, they'll do this to me. Out of fear or self-love. You know, you want to be popular. You don't want to be persecuted. You don't want to be hated. And because of that, you obey something which is offensive to God. That's the black petal of obedience. It leads to perdition. You understand? So they've got everything mixed up. Everything is mixed up. And so that is why, first of all, the country is in a mess. Sorry to say that many things need to be fixed in the country because the spiritual backing that is supposed to come from the pressure blood and other end-time devotions is not coming. And then the world too is suffering from it because if, for example, they have stopped to the message of the weapon of mass destruction and it was very plain, he said that if priests and bishops go on on this weapon of that the, the communion in the hand is a weapon of mass destruction. mass destruction destroy souls destroy the church in fact our lord said immediately you receive communion in the hand that your soul is dead unless you go to confession you know and he said to another visionary that those who receive communion in the hand that the current hell is not enough for them that is going to create a hell within hell for them, which is a thousand times worse than the present hell. Because it says the communion they had is the sacrilege of all sacrileges. You understand? So when all these things, our Lord was very clean. He didn't hide anything. But that message was hidden from the people. If you talk to them about it, they say, oh, no, they just shove it aside. Forgetting that is the most important message because the body and blood of Christ is the ultimate gift of God to humanity. The ultimate gift. It contains, in fact, the Holy Trinity, the passion and death of Jesus. His life was sacrificed. Everything is in the host. So when you treat it anyhow, and you say, oh, our Lord said this, our Lord said that. Once we say, our Lord said we should ask the visionary, when did he last hear that he's not giving his own messages? Once you get the Eucharist wrong, you've got everything wrong. Exactly. All the reparation you do, all the crawling you do all night, all the songs you sing all night, no matter what, once you get the Eucharist wrong, none of that makes any sense to God. You understand? So Satan knows what he's doing when he makes people disbelieve the weapon of mass destruction messages. And this is where we are. So now, in the message of mass destruction, our Lord said the bishops and priests who do this will bring armed robbers to the parishes, that priests will be killed anyhow, they'll be kidnapped, reverend sisters will be raped, nunneries will be invaded by evil people. Is that what that's not happening now? Absolutely. That's what's going on now. Every day you hear a priest has been kidnapped. I mean, yes. a priest has been shot. And I said to someone, how can someone look at a priest who is holy and pull the trigger. It's not possible. Because I know, but, I, know back, I know back in the days, I know back in the days in Nigeria, priests are well respected. Yes. Priests and reverend sisters were well respected. Yes. That before you can do anything, respected to the point that even the thieves, they know, they know their limits. Yes. They knew their limits then, but the priests were with now, 
But now that everybody has found their way, look, listen to me. An average priest has an archangel guarding him. And a holy one who hears confession properly has an angel from the choir of powers. Now, one angel from the choir of powers is enough to destroy the whole of hell. Now, tell me, how can one human being or two point a gun at a priest and the guardian angel will let them fire that gun? It's because they've lost all protection. By the time you live the kind of life you want to live, you desecrate our Lord in the Eucharist, you've lost your protection. So they can be kidnapped, anything can happen. Things that are unheard of before that can happen to priests are now happening because of communion in the hand, desecration of the Eucharist. You understand? And all these things our Lord foresaw and he won the visionary. Take this message to the world. Tell them that the whole of Europe has lost the faith because of communion in the hand. That is why whole seminaries are now like being used for guest houses now. I, want, I was in a seminary in Vitebo in Rome and, you know, a big mighty place. And we kept going from dormitory to dormitory. And the chapel was very nice, ancient, beautiful. And when I got to reception, I saw a picture that had like 2,000 people there. And I called the, uh, one of the housekeepers. I said, what was this place? It was a seminary. And I said, what happened to all these people? They said the women came and took all of them away. There were seminarians. And many places in Europe, America, abandoned places. And I lost all that because of communion in the hand. You see? And it's, and it's so bad that um, the excuses, the, the excuse being used recently, at least of the current one, now coronavirus well the thing is <laughs> we tell people and we propagate we send pamphlets and we distributed all over the country that if you have lost your faith let those who believe keep their faith if you think and i was told to them in when jesus day when lepers touched him and he touched lepers did he contract leprosy what happened any leper who got in touch with Jesus was cured. Do you understand? And now you say Jesus in the Holy Eucharist that, you know, because of fear of coronavirus, that they should desecrate him, take him. In. You know, the, the shameful thing is that, you know, in our culture, you know, when an elder gives you something, you don't dare use your left hand to take it. You know that. Use your right hand as a sign of respect. Yes. Now see how they fell to the trap of Satan. That, oh, you take the Holy Communion in your left hand. Then you now use your right hand to put it in your mouth. Because you have more respect for yourself than Jesus. But you can take it in your left hand. Then you take your right And nobody sees anything with this. Lucifer is laughing. You know, first you say your God is less than coronavirus. He doesn't have the power to. What do you call the him? All healer. When you go for your dances, oh Jesus, all healer. Jesus is him. Jesus is. Him. Yet you come to the church and you think that a virus is greater than God in the Eucharist, and you say because of coronavirus that you you can desecrate Jesus and receive it in your hand. And we said to them, if you've lost your faith, let those who believe, believe. 
and they say, well, you know, God wants us to, do you believe in Jesus in the Eucharist or you don't? It's two things. Either you believe God is there or you don't believe. You don't believe. And I asked them, did Jesus see them manufacture this virus or not? Was he there and saw them doing it and he allowed it? Yeah? And now this same Jesus who is God, you now say because of what he allowed to happen, maybe because he wanted people to be converted when the fear came or something, you are now saying that you will take him in the hand and desecrate him because of a virus. And I, I don't understand the reason. So it's loss of faith. And you know this was this pandemic was well planned. They made sure most people would not be in a state of grace by introducing communion in the hand and closing all the churches. You Absolutely. know where there's faith, there's fear. Mm -hmm. So they first of all knocked out the faith by not allowing people to go to church and by taking their teachings to take communion in the hand, they remove their their defense, strip them of faith, then the fear of coronavirus. And everybody <laughs> panic. And you know what I'm saying? In Nigeria, 233,000 people die from malaria each year. In the whole of the pandemic, less than 10,000 people, 12,000 people died. And yet because of that, everywhere was locked down. So, you know, that's you know, ridiculous. All the, we needed was a robust devotion to the pressure of if most Catholics have practiced the pressure for devotion, it is the powerhouse of the end times. Absolutely. And um, recently, uh, this uh, Lenten period, uh, the, I saw uh, the Archbishop of Lagos State um, uh, saying he's reinstating um, communion on the tongue. Yes. And then, but saying you are re reinstating communion, you're finally reinstating communion on the tongue, and um, you are still giving so, room for those who want to still receive it on, the, on their hands to do so. Yeah. Yes. So what are you doing? Well, first of all, what they're telling you is that it's not because they have changed their belief that Jesus is compromisable in the Holy Eucharist. What they're saying, well, the coronavirus has gone down so there's no restriction on that anymore. We can go back to status quo and take them. That is not good enough. Although we thank them for saying now that it's no longer compulsory for everybody to receive communion in their hand. Well, we thank them as a first step, but if they have not reached. There's no single human being on earth who should be allowed to receive communion in their hand. I do not want to shock anyone. But any priest who gives communion in hand is automatically excommunicated. Because the canon law says anybody who lends the Holy Eucharist to ridicule or desecration is no longer part of the Church of Jesus Christ. It's that simple. So many priests are even now excommunicated, but they think still they are priests because of communion in hand. I know when you say this, they will come at you and bring all kind of theology. Let them die first. They will see that the the owner of theology is the one we are talking about here. You know, there's no nothing they will not stop. They will say, we did a video on communion in the hand, and some professor in one university, a theologian came, and uh, 
um, St. Augustine never said this. This one never said that. This one never said that. It's not because of communion in the hand that our priests are being kidnapped, or it's because of poverty in the country. So we said, has there not been poverty in Nigeria before? How come now all of a sudden are, 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 are God-given priests are now being, you know, massacred anyhow, dying all kinds of places, being kidnapped and all that? And you don't see anything wrong with that? You know, yeah, that, we, need yeah. pray. we need to pray. A lot of the priests also now are realizing that this is a great error. Many, some are standing their ground. But those who are standing their ground are facing so much persecution. So much persecution. So yes, we thank the bishops of Nigeria for, you know, telling people that communion in the hand is no longer compulsory. But I bet you some priests will keep on doing it. But we thank the bishop anyway for now opening the, the eyes of people to say, well, you know, let's go back to as we were. And no, but it's not because they love God more now, but they now think that coronavirus is no longer such, you know, Britain showed them the way. Britain canceled all the restrictions because they knew it was the way to control the world. Then other followed. I mean, just they thought that coronavirus, a disease, is, is, is greater than God in the Eucharist. Whereas in the past, like the, the St. Leo the Grace, when there was a pandemic in Rome, led a procession, procession, praying, praying. And then they saw St. Michael in the sky that brought out a sword. And as he pulled the sword back, the plague stopped. The plague stopped. In many countries in Europe, when there was an epidemic, people took to the streets with Eucharistic processions. And those plague, plagues were cured. So you are now saying this same Eucharist that cured plagues is now the one you should desecrate because of the plague. Well, um, basically, uh, I think um, for because of time constraints, um, we will stop this uh, episode right here. Um, there's a lot to talk about, and uh, yeah, you need to I'll talk about be right it. back again with uh, Brother Patrick to find way forward and uh, for devotees and faithful Catholics to understand the times we are in and the steps we need to take. So once again, I say, Brother Patrick, thank you for being on this episode. And um, till we'll come your way again next week, I say, remain blessed all. Precious blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, save us and the whole world. Amen. In nomine Patri, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen.